Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Sorry about, sorry about the delay there, folks. Having a little bit of difficulty with my uh, computer. Can't keep up with me. I'm a little too fast for it, I guess. This is Brother Seth, and this is another episode of the Five Smooth Stone Network. And how are y'all doing today? I know we've been, I've been away for a while, and unfortunately I'm going to be away again tonight because, like I said, this, is gonna, this will be a pre recorded show. So I am so thankful that many of you still are tuning in to these shows, even though I'm not able to make these shows recently. You're still here. We appreciate your support. And uh, again, nothing but the best for the Follow the Five Smooth Stones. I have found a very exciting show that will not disappoint. Um, this is going to be called um, the International Israelite Forum, one of our older shows. Uh, folks, a lot of great information is about to come your way. So I want you to enjoy the show, and hopefully we'll do a live show to start back up doing our live shows next week. Anyway, enjoy. It'll do everything again, the promo, the music, everything. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Shalom, shalom. I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio Station, home of the Hebrews, home of the Israelites, where they have been awakening from amnesia unto their true identity. I want you to join us here every week with Brother Seth as we talk about a different subject and a different title on every one of his program. On Sundays, we have Proof Biblical Jews 101. And that is 11.30 p.m. And on Tuesdays, we have Racial Matters and Solution at midnight. Thursday, we have New World Watch Society at midnight. On Saturdays, we have the International Israelite Forum. And we'll keep you in touch concerning the time on that. And I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio. Home of the Hebrew, the Israelites. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining Five Smooth Stone today. We are located at www.blogtalkaudio.com. I am your host, Brother Seth. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be talking about something that I'm sure... Um, have been a long, long debated issue, and that is the importance of the spiritual Jew. We're not talking about the natural bloodline Jew right now. We're saying the spiritual Jew, those that have received the Messiah, those that believe in the Most High and that receive the Messiah. The, when the scriptures talk about Yahshua, many call him Yeshua, some people call him known by many names, Manuel, and the most popular name of all, Jesus Christ. So 
this person, this being, this Messiah, has led us, speaking of the New Testament prophets, the one that came, lived, died, rose, and left for our sins and is to return, this being, this example of what the Father is like, came to the earth, lived among us, and was the Word made flesh according to John 1 and 1. Those of us that accept this and believe, we are titled as such spiritual Jews. Now, when I say us, I mean humanity. Obviously, y'all know where I stand. I believe that I'm a natural Jew or natural Israelite, first and foremost. But the most I have required all of us to have this heart after him, have this heart after him, have a servant's heart walking in the faith, just like Father Abraham, who he started this whole Israelite family with. The Most High required nothing less than what he required of Abraham. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to just thank you for stopping by Five New Songs and listening to Brother Seth today. Today I'm by myself, no guests, just me and the scriptures. And uh, and you, of course. So we just want to thank you for your time, your efforts, your, your just being even spiritual-minded to be even interested in something like this, this time of the day. So thank you, thank you, thank you for hopefully this heart that seek after the Most High. So I just want to just... Um, Remind everybody that, again, we are at www.blogtalkradio.com slash five, number five, underscore smooth, underscore stones. That's five, underscore smooth, underscore stones. Otherwise, you're going to get somebody else. So today, we're going to spend the next couple hours just looking at this spiritual Jew, how important is the so-called spiritual Israel. You will find out, my friend, that it's far, far, far more important to be a spiritual Jew than it is a natural Jew. While I am very thankful, thankful, thankful that the Most High have revealed and is revealing who the true natural biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is, I cannot, I cannot stress an Enough how happy I am to see the revelation of those 12 tribes of Israel that were scattered out of their homeland long time ago. I'm so glad to see them revealed because until they have been revealed, there's a lot of things just just didn't set right and look right with regards to the scriptures. I'm not talking about twisted scriptures for your own interest. I'm just saying there has been some age-old questions. Age O feelings, more appropriately, age O misunderstandings. People have had a lot of trouble trying to understand if the Most High meant this, then why did this? 
if the prophecy says this is to happen to Israel, then why is that? And there has been these ancient questions that people have had for many, many years, and it have blocked a harmonious relationship with the Most High because in some cases this racism has made the Most High look partial to a certain people. But now, but now we have truth. Now we have balance. So this is where we at, people. So again, I want to thank everybody for stopping by and and and, and listening to Brother Seth, as and hopefully more importantly, listen to the Holy Spirit as we deal with this subject. So let me just take a small little break, and we'll be right back. Check this out. I want y'all to just um, get into a spirit of worship. This is the Shabbat. This is the Sabbath. So. Shabbat Shalom to everyone, and uh, we'll be back very shortly, okay?
And that's our heart's cry. At least that's my heart's cry, is that the Most High will lead us to the true ways of Zion. Zion. True ways of his people. And those ways, of course, are going to be the ways that lines up with the scriptures. That's what we mean when we say lead me to Zion. Folks, again, I want to thank everybody. And one thing I didn't mention earlier, uh, because uh, there's a reason why, and that is, uh, don't, I mean, um, well, that's neither here nor there. But at the front page, on our front page, that is blogtalkradio.com, Slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. There is a website. We now have a website, and uh, it's a new website. It's not the first one we've had, but uh, it is uh, the one we're working with now. It is under construction, so please, everybody, be patient with the whole process. Please be patient with the whole process, okay? Now, in the future, at that site, and Hopefully at other sites as well, we are going to begin to um, call on the people that follow the show. Uh, when I say call on them, I mean um, we want to communicate with you, those that follow the uh, Five Smooth Songs. We want you to participate in different things we're doing to try to get the word out as to uh, not just who the, who the true natural Jews are. That's part of the mission, but the more, most importantly, is to do things that will encourage and inspire people to have a harmonious relationship with the Most High. Now, does that mean we got it together? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is not just us to everyone else, but this is also us to ourselves. Folks, this is no joke trying to live this life. It is very, very difficult at times. I know it's supposed to be easy. You know, Christ said, take my burden upon you, my burdens." He uh, says, my yoke is easy, my burdens are light. We're familiar with the scriptures. And after you have your flesh mortified or you begin to um, starve your flesh and allow the spirit man to rule your life, then, yes, it does become easy. But right off the bat, living in this uh, decadent society in America and in all parts of the world, it is very hard to live the straight and narrow. It is. So we need all the encouragement. We need all the support we can get from our brothers and sisters. So this is nothing more than what we're trying to do at this on this website, other websites, blog, talk, Facebook, wherever you find Five Smooth Stones and Brother Seth. So having said that, this website is going to be equipped to do a lot of things, and this website is just one of the things we're doing. Another thing I haven't mentioned yet, this will be the first time I mention this, and that is we do have a multiple um phone line we're going to get, uh, we already have it, uh, a, a new number to call, and you'll be able to uh, not be disconnected like a lot of y'all are being with with uh, Blog Talk. You'll be able to call a, a phone line where we'll be able to host, well, five times the amount of people we have now. We're not limited to just 50, um, 50 live lines. So these are the kind of things we're doing, um, just expanding just a little bit. And um, we got a lot of our brothers and sisters out there that is helping making this possible. And speaking of such, I want to go ahead and do one more thing, and then we'll get right into the lesson. I want to go ahead and acknowledge Sister, uh, our great friend, Sister um, uh, Kingdom, with her um, 
with the gifts she have for uh, with the gifts she have for you, I'm sure that would enhance your business or your ministry or just your personal life. So I'll go ahead and let her talk about this one second, and we'll hear from one of our sponsors, Miss Kingdom. Shalom. My name is Kingdom. I am a website designer, and I want to thank you for listening to our Smoothstone Radio. If you need a website for your business, your ministry, or just personal, you can go to practicalwebsolution.com. That is practicalwebsolution, with no S, dot com. Or you can call me for a free consultation at 954-372-7469. That is 954-372-7469. And I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio where the truth of the biblical Hebrews are being brought forth during these last days, where Israel, the Israelites of the Bible, are awakening from amnesia to its true identity. The Hebrews of the Bible, which are called the Israelites, are so-called modern-day Negroes, all the large tribes of Israel, which are scattered all over this planet. Come down by the set on a weekly basis right here, right here on Block Talk Radio as we embark on a challenging journey to assemble the lost tribe of Israel, God's chosen people. Yes, the Israelites are God's chosen people. And we are going to go back to our land. There will never be peace in the Middle East till God's chosen people are back in the land. That is so true. That is so true. Well, again, uh, those of you needing um, anything as regards to web design or any of your internet needs in in that regards, contact our sister. Okay? This is Brother Seth again. And uh, so, folks, what do y'all think about the spiritual Jew? I know there's a large, gigantic movement going on right now, not just on the Internet, but everywhere. When I say movement, I just mean a lot of people doing the same thing. That's all I mean when I say movement. A lot of people doing the same thing. And the particular thing we're talking about that they're doing there's a lot of talk about the spiritual Jew versus the natural Jew. As we know, there is an awakening of the 12 tribes of Israel scattered throughout the four corners of the earth. We know that the people in Israel today are Jews at best by religion, but definitely not bloodline Israel. So where is bloodline Israel? Bloodline Israel has been scattered throughout the four corners of the earth by their father, the Most High. And he did that because of their rebellion and not adhering to the laws as he prescribed them to do. He, one of the things he put forth in law was that Israel was to um, keep the laws handed down by the prophets and to teach their children to do the same thing and that they were, ever, were never to err from that, err from that, um, change from that, Okay. And if they did, they would in, in, they would uh, walk through a punishment that was worse than any other people on the planet. And if they 
were to obey, on the other hand, the Most High and keep his laws, that he would bless this nation to where all the nations of the earth, all the nations of the earth would support them and Israel would rule over these nations. Well, that's how you know a true, natural, biological descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what I call bloodline Jew. You know them according to the prophecies set forth in the scriptures. So when we want to know who is the real Jew, who is the real Israelite, we don't like the word Jew because you never call 12 brothers walking down the street. You don't call them by just one of the brothers' names. So you don't acknowledge Israel by calling them after the tribe of Judah. Today, those 12 tribes that have been scattered to four corners of the earth, which is more the fulfillment of um, uh, Ezekiel 37, has become to come back together. Uh, as you all know, Ezekiel 37, the story of the Valley of the Dry Bones, is talking about what is going to happen in the latter times to the nation, the natural nation of Israel the natural nation of Israel was those bones that were very dry, very many, hopeless-looking, disconnected, with no life, with no knowledge itself, but what the Most High command the prophet to do. Prophesy to those bones. And when you begin to prophesy to those bones, y'all know what happened. So today, I hear the same word unto the prophets today. Prophesy. Prophesy unto those bones, those dry, disconnected, loss of identity. looking like there's no hope, looking like they'll never, ever become a people again in some ways. He is saying to the prophets of today, prophesy unto these bones. So what Brother Seth is doing, not just shedding the news on the fact that the bones are coming together, but I, too, am prophesying. Unto those dry bones With words That I feel like Are of the most high So again welcome to Five smooth stones Five smooth stones We say five smooth stones Because it's five topics We talk about Alright So how are y'all doing today I don't. I know you're just you, You're on the other line You can't see me but I am just as much concerned about you right now as a brother and a sister as I would be if you was in front of me right now. So hopefully today you are at following the most high laws, number one, that you are spirit-minded, not just spirit-minded, but godly-minded, that you have the mind that Abraham had 
and you have the heart that Father Abraham had, or in other words, the heart after the Most High. Because, folks, I'm telling y'all, nothing else matters. Life is short, short, short. Some people say it's too short, but it's very short. Sooner or later, they're going to be putting you in the ground. I hate to say that, be so blunt, but every day we're getting closer to the grave. I don't care if you're 17, 10, 5 years old, every day you're getting closer to your expiration time on this planet. And I think, I believe with all of my being that it would make a whole lot of spiritual sense, common sense, to just be about your father's business. There is no other business on the planet than kingdom business. If you're not building the kingdom, and I know that sounds real spooky, but it's not. Working on jobs, so long as those jobs are not strengthening the hands of wicked people, is a part of building the kingdom. Okay, raising your children in in the fear and admonition of the scriptures, according to the scriptures, is a part of building the kingdom. Eating right, resting right, not stressing, is a part of building the kingdom. Talking to your neighbor, you know, as long as it's conversations that is not in any way violating the scriptures, you know, showing attention to each other, being neighbors, relatives, spouse, this is a part of building the kingdom. People make this whole building the kingdom so spooky. Anything you do that does not hurt the most high, does not hurt your neighbor, does not hurt yourself, does not hurt the environment, is building the kingdom. Or let me say it another way. Anything that you do that shows love and admiration to the father, to your neighbor, to your relative, to your spouse, to the stranger, and to the environment, it's building the kingdom. It's, everything is about building this kingdom. You're returning to these ancient laws to preserve our planet, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. This is building the kingdom. As you know, a lot of things are going on right now in our world. I'm going to take this little side road. A lot of things are going on in our world. But a lot of these things have got to happen. There's got to be catastrophe in some areas to help check America, to help check wickedness all throughout the planet. I'm not talking about, like, for instance, this hurricane. I'm not talking about that. Although it's been proven over and over again that mankind caused these hurricanes through what we're doing to the environment. That's a whole other subject. But we do cause storms. We do cause storms. And then there's some people that can actually cause, that actually use weather warfare. That's a whole other topic. We cover that on Thursday nights when we talk about what's really going on, the powers that be in all this, you know, New World Order and how they're able to, you know, to do just that. They're able to cause hurricanes and different things. A lot of y'all don't believe that, but it's true. It's called weather warfare. 
And we have much serious proof about that. I don't know, a lot of you may not know, but they had a congressional hearing. And I know I'm taking a side road here, but bear with me. We're going to make it back. We're going to make it back. But they had a, several congressional hearings where they was warning the nations of the world not to participate in weather warfare. It's documented, very much documented. So we talked about these things on Thursdays. Okay, but today we're trying to focus on the spiritual Jew, the spiritual Jew, the spiritual Israelite, okay? Again, you don't call a family 12 boys, 12 lineages by one of the sons. Judah was only one of the sons, so you shouldn't call a family Judah by one of the sons. You want to call them Israelites. So we're looking at the spiritual Jew. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and turn to Romans 2. Romans 2, Romans 2, okay? This is going to be one of the part of the scriptures we read today. Today, what my goal is, is to just get us to really stop and, and listen long enough to uh, just what we're doing, what we're saying. There's a lot of things that's being said about the natural Jew, and uh, I think we need to really sit down and think about what are we saying when we try to, uh, for instance, what are we saying, folks, when we are advocating walking according to the laws of the Old Testament versus according to the laws of the entire Bible, you know what are we what are we doing when we are saying that we keep the Shabbat? Even though I believe in keeping the Sabbath, I do believe that, but I don't think it's just Saturday. I don't think it's just that. I think early on, yes, it was one day. And I do lean towards that being Saturday. However, however, it would not be the most highest desire according to the scriptures that I read, according to uh, the teachings of the Messiah. It would never be the most highest desire for us to just observe and spend time with him one day. He never wanted one day. He wanted a relationship with Adam. He wanted a relationship with Moses or Moshe. He wanted a relationship with the prophets. He wanted a relationship with Israel. He never wanted just one day. But the Most High gave them this law because their hearts was far from them. When you study the Bible, you see this trend, what I'm talking about. He never wanted just one day. He had said in the scriptures, and uh, he had said in the scriptures that he that is baptized to he that is joined, Scripture says that we are to, just bear with me, there's so many scriptures all around in my head, so many on this topic. This is one topic. You can find all types of scriptures to support the fact that the Mosai is looking for the spiritual Jew versus the natural Jew. There is so much proof in this Bible. All you got to do is open up and look, look at any of Paul, Pauline epistles. He talks about it over and over and over again. Okay, but um, the, the scriptures talk about living a life 100% submitted to the Most High and His will and His word. Okay, now watch this. If the Most High want us, want us dead to our own desires, dead to our own selfish ambitions, dead to our own uh, agendas, and don't mean that you can't have an agenda and you're not supposed to have goals, and that's not what I'm saying. It's just that those goals and dreams and visions that you are aspiring or are trying to uh, 
accomplished on the earth should have been already ran by the Most High. I mean, should have been sanctioned by the Most High. Our callings, our our our, our um, the things that we pursue on this planet, we're supposed to be led by the Spirit. So the Spirit is going to give you something to do. Obviously, you're not going to just be twiddling your thumbs saying you just waiting on the Father. I do believe in careers and all these things, but it just have to be something that the Most High led you down, okay? So if you're doing what he led you to do, is it really you? No. You're dead. You are dead to your own selfish ambitions. You're supposed to be pursuing what he wants for your life. I know there's a lot of people with a lot of careers doing their thing, but we're supposed to be doing what the Most High have called us to do. Some of these careers are flat out ungodly. They are taking us away from the most high. They're 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 warping our relationship with the most high. We don't have even time to spend with the most high because of a lot of these careers. So what Brother Seth is talking about today is that if you're dead to self, selfish ambitions, anything you're doing right now, career, job, whatever, needs to be something that the most high have gave you, a burden he has gave you, a vision he has given you jobs he have led you to, okay? Now, when that's the case and if that's the case, think about it. Your life is not your own, okay? Your life is not your own. Even our very thoughts, the Bible says, pull every single thought down to the obedience of Christ or following his example. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. This is what the Most High requires out of us. He wants us to serve him by our heart, not by physical laws, physical days, observing of this, observing of that. These things are good, like the feast days, for instance. The feast days are required of Israel to keep throughout their many generations. End of story, bam, end of story. You're supposed to keep the feast days if you find yourself an Israelite. You find your yourself to be an Israelite. The Most High command us to keep these feast days. Command us to observe uh, certain things forever, wherever He scatter us. So those things are going to hold forever. However, we're not justified by those things. We're not justified by them. We're not made righteous by them. We're made righteous by our faith in the Most High. As he counted Father Abraham's faith, righteousness, so does he count our faith as righteousness. And the faith that we have, my friend, even that is a gift, which means we can't even boast about having that. So today... Today, we're talking about the spiritual Jew. Let me do this. We have a question. Y'all know the rule here at Five Song. Whenever we have a question, we open the phone line and take the question because we don't want to build, 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 and not have our brothers and sisters not understanding what we're saying or may have a comment. So, Eric code 708-903. Before I take this call, I just want to thank everybody for uh, those of you in the chat room and as well as on the phone lines, uh, remember if you're on the phone lines and you have a question, you press 1. 
those in the chat room, if you have a question, uh, don't forget to simply uh, type your question out and we'll be able to get to it. I uh, don't always look at the chat room, I'll be honest with you. I kind of go back and forth. So just know it may take a second, but I may see it immediately or I may see it uh, 10 or 15 minutes later. So just know that please type your questions and don't, um, don't um, and do know that I will answer, okay? So let's go ahead to the phone lines and see what exactly is on the mind of the person at area code 708903. At 708903. What you ain't gonna get, I'm gonna give you for free what you're supposed to know. Okay, hold on a second, hold on, sir. Hello? 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 Just hold on a second. We didn't get to the beginning. I'm sorry, you might have started talking when I I opened up the phone line, then I put I, I muted you. So repeat what you first of all give us your name. First of all, give us your name and then let us know what your question is or your comment. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this this is talking to seven oh eight. Yeah, this is Eric. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to seven oh eight nine oh two. Oh, I'm so sorry. What, is, what is your name? What is your name? What is your name? And what's your comment? Um, this is, uh, or question? I was actually put on on accident. I was talking to somebody else about the point. I didn't even know you had put me on, but uh, my this is Gabriel. You know, uh, in Israel. This is uh, okay. You know, I got Gabriel. I'm, I'm blessed. Shabbat Shalom, my brother. Shabbat Shalom to you too. I was just listening to the show, and some, I didn't know I was on because I was basically I was telling my somebody in my family about some stuff, and they were talking about it don't make no sense to them. And so, and my friend was talking about I embarrassed uh, this person. And I said I wasn't doing. I'm gonna try to present them with the truth. And people are so used to hearing smooth things and ear tickling things. That when somebody tells them the truth and they don't want to get no understanding because either age or they think they know everything because oh, I, I live life. I said, this was the worst thing. I'm not bringing my opinion into nothing. But my opinion, like, can be, it's emotion. It's basically emotion based. When we deal with emotions, it's like building a house on sand. It's basically going to be weak foundation. I'm building on the truth from the, what was given to us by the Most High. And, and I believe the word was inspired. That was given to us from the most half, so that's why I'm following. Let me ask so you a question. What, if, if you don't mind, uh, let me jump in here and ask you a question. What was the um, thing that disagreed with me, I asked? Well, he's, he's, uh, honestly, I was, it was something I was discussing with my mother, and, and she took it like I was, she said this stuff I study is crazy. I said it's not crazy. I said it's straight from the Bible. And then she said it don't make no sense and all this stuff. I said, let, let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. And I know I'm interrupting you, but please forgive me. I just, but I, I, I'm the type of person, I don't run from no arguments because sometimes what we call arguments is the most high doing something. You mind your mother speaking and letting me know what it is she thinks is, is, is out there? I just want to know because guess what? She could be right. Let, you mind me? You Ask her, does she mind asking me the question that she of a comment in the comments she made to you. Uh, I don't think she. <laughs> I'm not running right now. I can go around, but I don't think she ain't gonna go. <laughs> okay, you hold on, hold on, hold on. You did something with your phone. Your voice sounded a little weird. 
what you can say then, if she don't want to get on the phone, just ask her to ask a question in the background, and then you you interpret to us what she just said. Oh, I'm, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. No, I'm serious. I want to, I want to know what is it you were saying and what is it she said that was crazy. So this show is going on, okay? And it's it may be something that's related. I know it has to be something related to what we're talking about. So what I'm saying is, I want you to turn the radio, hold on, I want you to turn the radio up loud where she can hear our response, and I would like to know what is it you said that she think is crazy. We'll chime in. in. Well, I'm outside right now. I can go in the house, but the whole issue was, from my understanding, I was uh, telling her, like, they were talking about how kids doing all I said. The Bible says children are oppressors and the women that lead thee. I, I was saying that plus the Willie Lynch had put the women over the man. And they trying to say men don't want to stand. I said men don't are uh, put in this position for a reason. The Bible said and another man put help put in the standing um order. They said that was crazy. I said how's it crazy? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking kind of fast. Now no, I'm say that again. I'm so sorry. You were saying that. The the God the Most High put the woman the man over the woman. They were saying that's crazy. What exactly? No, I said, I said that, that the woman is uh, right now in our society in our in our nation is over the man right now. Basically, women make more money. Like a statistic out of eight hundred fifty million dollars that we bring in every year or billion, sixty five percent of that is from the woman. So financially, she's over us. So when, when you got financial power, usually people turn that to uh, uh, leadership power. So you got when you got your finances, people take that lead. And the woman is usually the one that's leading the household because usually the man is not there. And from my studies and understanding, it's uh, the plan of the Most High and through the willingness thing and from his seed line, from bring that to. So that's why I was trying to get to them, too. I said, women is over oh. in their position. I, said, out of order. I, thought, I thought it was more related to the subject than that. But, but listen, um, what did you have to comment? Because you did press one on your phone. What did you have to comment about the subject with regards to spiritual Jews? Uh, the spiritual Jews. I'm, uh, that's like, to me, it's like crazy uh, terminology. But... Uh, because I used to kind of understand, like, spiritual Jew, but I say it's the inner man that chooses to follow the most high regardless of your nationality. That's what I say. Because I feel like even, the, I don't know, I may get this twisted, but even the so-called fallen seed or the mixed seed, can, if they follow the most high, because even so, some so-called Jewish or they, they they come to the truth and they try to follow Bring out the truth and live the truth. So I feel like regardless of whatever your position is, as far as physically, if you follow the most high and, and come back to the truth and live with the truth, you can be so-called spiritual Israel too. Maybe I said that in a roundabout way, but I feel like it's like the spiritual Jew, that's, that's, that's like, that sounds crazy to me because it, it's like they're just saying just one person out of the 12 sons was like blessed or ordained by the most high. It was twelve sons. 
So basically, it's a spiritual Israel. No, when we say spiritual Jew, let me, let me explain what we mean when we say spiritual Jew. You're familiar with Romans 2, right, where it talks about he that he is a Jew that is one inwardly? Yes, sir. Paul was basically sharing in Scripture how that the Most High was basically looking for a people that was after his heart and not simply born of the stock of Israel. That's not enough. He never was interested in Abraham's seed for just the sake of being Abraham's seed, bloodline. Yes, there was 12 tribes, and there was a lot of history, but there was a lot of rebellion, there was a lot of cursing, and there was a lot of pain, and there was a lot of death. There's one right. nothing exciting about being one of the 12 tribes for just, a sight, for just the sake of being one of the 12 tribes. The Most High never wanted a people for the sake of their last name or their name. He wanted a people right. that sought him and that that, that you know, was about keeping his commandments. That's what it's all about. As a matter of fact, when you walk with the Most High, you don't even need the law because you know him and you walk with him, you please him. The law is for the lawless. It's for those that they want salvaging, they want to live a good life, but they don't have the discipline, they don't walk with the Most High, they don't talk with the Most High. So the law was given, you know, a lot of people don't know this, the law is for the lawless. The law is for the lawless. Now watch this. Watch where I'm going with this because I don't want nobody to misquote me. First Timothy 1 and 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but made for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinner, and the unholy and the profane and murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers and for, and for manslayers, etc., etc. Here in to uh, this Pauline epistle, whether it's Tim, uh, 1 Timothy 1 and 9, we're being told that the law is for the lawless, Brother Gabriel. I'm saying when you walk, if your wife walk with you and she talk with you, I don't know if you marry. you married? Unfortunately, no, right now. No. Okay, okay. Well, let's just say you had a relationship with a young lady. You have a girlfriend or something. It, she don't need a bunch of laws say, don't offer Brother Garviel coffee. That's a law. Don't uh, put your toothbrush, you know, on the sink. Put it in the tray. Put it in the holder. Don't slam the door. Don't come in Brother Garviel's house late at night. Don't Whatever you like or dislike, she don't need a whole bunch of laws saying that because she know you. Those of us that, and I'm going to say us, hopefully, you know, and I'm including me because this is my aspiration. Once we walk with the Most High, we don't need the law because we walk with him. We know exactly what he wants. 
But those that don't walk with him, that don't know him, they need a list of laws because they don't know him. Your girlfriend knows exactly what you like. She knows exactly how to please you. She knows you. Now, those people that's got a list of things that you like and don't like, they don't really know you. They just follow those lists. Hey, don't put toothpaste there. You don't like that. But they don't know why. Your girlfriend know why you don't like the toothpaste like that because toothpaste get on the counter and then you have to wipe it off, blah, 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 blah. The reason why he don't want the door slam is because his, his, ear, his ears are sensitive. You know, he's got a very, very good keen uh, sense of hearing and that, that door slam like a bomb going off to him or they know why you don't do this and why you don't do that and why you like this and why you like that. They know you. See what I mean? So this is what I believe the scripture is saying when it says the law is for the lawless. Now, I know I'm, I'm answering your question. I may be going to give you a little bit more than what you asked for, but uh, what I'm saying is when you say the spiritual Jew, we say the spiritual Jew, the spiritual Jew, we're talking about those that know the most, the, the most high, those that walk with him, the Abrahams of our day, so to speak, those that seek his face that are, you know, they are going to know who he is. It's okay for them to have a law because a lot of them not there yet. And, and I think the law is a good thing to always have, even if you do know him as a backup, you know, what's wrong with having a copy of what he likes? What's wrong with your girlfriend having a copy of what you like, even though she knows you and she really don't need it? Is it, is it wrong right. for her to have a copy somewhere and wrote down what you like? No. All I'm saying is you got to understand the law. That's what it was for. Moses didn't necessarily need the law. He knew the Most High, but he needed to be able to give it to other people because he did some stuff that was crazy that wasn't even part of those laws. I mean, how can you tell the Most High, to, to to not do something. I mean, they they no law gonna tell you how to talk to the Most High like that. So <laughs> right. all I'm saying, or, or really I should say, Christ in form of glory, because I don't believe no man has talked to to the Most High, but there was Christ in form of glory. Anyway, Brother Garvey, uh, uh, did you have another comment or question? Did I answer your question? You know, um, I know you and your mother was talking about man ruling over a, a woman, a woman place with man, all this. Uh, but hopefully I answered your question or made a, a strong enough comment to help you shed some light on your your comment that the spiritual Jew kind of sounds crazy. It's not crazy. It's well. No, I'm not saying it. like that. I'm saying because like calling somebody a Jew because basically it was more than just one tribe or one like progenitor to the whole yeah. understanding. It's like yeah, when we talked about that, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I understand what you. I, I was just. It was the issue. I don't understand exactly what you meant by the spiritual Jew or spiritual Israelite or whatever. There, I, I understand that completely. Like I, I, te- I tell the same thing. Like I tell people, like yeah, even though I say we, the chosen people of God, don't make we us instantly saved or make us better than nobody. Cause we have more responsibilities. The more is given, is more is uh is a uh, um more more you given, the more you have to do, basically. So. And when That's we say I'm chosen now, and when we say chosen, Brother Gabriel, this is what I believe. You can shed light on this if you want. Uh, but I believe that the new chosen people, when somebody say we're the, Jew, we're the Jews or we're the true Israelites, a lot of people out here saying this on Facebook and MySpace and all this. They say we're the real Jews. We're the true Jews. We're the chosen. 
We was never chosen except but for to do right. We were never chosen except for it to promote the kingdom, be it when back in Abraham's period, when the Most High chose Abraham and said, I'll bless the seed, bless your children, all the nations of the world, earth is going to be blessed by you. He chose them for his work, for our kingdom work. He never chose them for disobedience. He never chose them for, you know, going to waste to the wayside because we're teaching these nations the wrong ways when we do that. So we were chosen, chosen for something righteous. Chosen, we're chosen for something holy. I'm using that word like that for a reason. That's, that's why we're chosen. We're not chosen to be, with, you know what I'm trying to say? We're chosen to have a harmonious relationship with the Most High. But when we start acting out of anything else, we was never chosen for that. Israel was chosen to spread what they had learned about this Elohim, this God called Yahweh, and how he had sent his son to the earth, Some, you know, the Christ. We were supposed to share with the world the good news. That's what we were chose to do. It's like you have probably, I don't know if you have children or not, but you ain't never, I'm sure, chose your child to go do something stupid. So when we acting, when we acting outside of the ways of Zion, we're not chosen at all. I'm going to say that again. When we're acting outside of the ways of Zion, I don't believe we're chosen at all. I don't think we're going to be used at all. I think those people are going to die. Those people are going to suffer. Those people are going to suffer the worst kind of lifestyle living on the planet. They're not chosen at all. But when we seek the most high from our heart, from our spirit, when we seek him, Brother Gabriel, I mean, really seek him and really obey those laws that he put in our heart, and I mean, one, that's as a baby. But one, at one point, sooner or later, we'll we'll walk so much with him, the laws be wrote in our hearts. This is who he's calling for in his last and evil days. Listen, my brother, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on mute if you don't have another question or comment. If you do have another question or comment, we'll just bring you right back on. But right now, I got another comment or question. Eric code seven one three eight nine four. You mind me putting you on hold, brother Gabriel? There's no issue. I'll put on action. It was a blessing to talk to you. You have a blessed day in the name of Ahia by Hashem Yeshaya. Shalom. All right, Shalom, my brother. Just hold on hold on the line. If you have another question, uh, simply press 1. Right now I got you on mute. You might want to press 1 on your phone because it looks like your hand is still up. And that way if you have a, another question later on, you can press 1 again. So right now I need you to press 1 on your phone right now. Press 1, press 1. And your hand will go away. Then that way, when you, if you have another question later on, we'll be able to see it. Okay. Now, Eric code seven one three eight nine four. I see you have your hand up. What was on your mind? Did you have a question or a comment? I actually had a few comments. And shalom, bro. Shalom, uh, brother. shalom to you, Baraka, as well. Uh, when okay. I look around, one of the things that I see with regard to this concept of a spiritual Jew. There's a lot of scripture that relates to it, but I think there's a lot that, by and large, 
is not understood by the quote-unquote community at large, because there's a lot that's going to have to be awakened to. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, I hear a lot of people talking about this word, some people say we're not religious, we're spiritual. Well, you ever stop to consider that from the very beginning, Abraham was told to walk really after the Most High, to be perfected. And that would be a oneness, a blessing, a healing to all peoples. Because understand, purity and completion offers one choice. And uh, let's be frank about it. If we truly seek him, we have to seek what is perfect before his will, else we create divisions among us against, let's just say, the one divine vision. Well, look at it from this context then. Remember, the scripture says that the spirit will seek to teach us all things, no lie in it, bring all things to remembrance. If we're spiritual Jews, what about that drive that we all might perceive the creator as one, even as one conscience, by one spirit, having an openness in our hearts to all that is righteousness, even to restore everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything that restores the heart are the convictions and the zeal, the ideal, the conscience, if you will, of the Hebrew fathers to the children in restoring that today. And when I say that, I'm talking about, as one scripture relates it, uh, I'm not talking about according to what is highly esteemed among men, but realizing, again, that higher conscience that if only, well, let's just put it this way, if the whole world be found deceived or not perceiving fully enough, realizing Yahweh will yet be true. So what I'm saying about the idea about being a spiritual Jew, I'm talking about one who realizes there's a need to preserve, keep, maintain what is the constant conscience of the Creator throughout all generations, that his people might be at peace and true to his name. Because understand, his name means he's not just part of what he is, nor is he a God, if you will, of men's imagination. He is and always will be everything and all that he is, and he will not be destabilized by any man's imagining. So we talk about the idea about being spiritual Jews. How many of us have a heart in us? Realizing like things like Acts 3:18 through 23, how many of us have a heart in us? Realize that when the Messiah comes, He's going to judge mankind according to all that's been spoken by the prophets since the world began, seeking that same common conscience that is a gift. Because we're not talking about being saved according to our own. The offender does not tell the offended what repairs the relationship. We talk about having a law and not having common cooperation and understanding in it. Do we have a covenant? At all, so we got a lot of growing. We got a lot of growing to do. I heard you talk a little bit earlier about the idea about the, the laws for the lawless, or the laws for, you know, not for the righteous man. You ever stop and consider that the laws of the Creator cannot be comprehended fully outside the gift of His Spirit? It came by His Spirit. We have to attain that same Spirit to arrive again at that same conscience. In other words, that Scripture is saying the law is for, let's just say, reproof, if you will that we attain again beyond everything contrary. That law is given so that, how about this? For whoever is subject to an altered authority, blinded by some darkness of mankind. When I say darkness, I mean blinded under those who don't want to see the whole truth in light. How about that law being for those that we might see in the exceeding light? How about that law being so that we might recognize wherever we're guilty before let, let, let me let me kind of jump. Let me let me just. Uh, and I mean to cut you off because you. I mean I appreciate you know, and I want you to finish what you're saying, but I wanna I wanna make sure 
as you bring things up, I comment. But I'm not okay. so sure I, I follow you. I mean, okay. I can't hear anything I disagree with, in other words. It sounds like you're saying what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying, and I believe that the scripture, the, 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 you know, was saying the arama illumination of that scripture would be that we are to, uh, and I want to just pull it back up. I want to pull it back up if you don't mind. As First Timothy, we're talking about First Timothy, um, one and nine. And I believe that this scripture. Are you there? No, it's most certainly am. Okay. It said, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Well, who is uh-huh. a righteous man? A righteous man is nothing more than a, 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 an Abraham, someone after the most high's heart. Simple and plain, then, you know, we don't, we don't want to even use the word as big as righteous. It just simply means someone after the most high's heart, someone that is in sync with his plan. That's walking with him, talking with him, have a relationship with the Most High. That's a righteous man. Why do he need a law? Why does he need well, a law? He knows. Can I say hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, just one little second. He knows the Most High. Moses, Moshe walked with the Most High. He had a relationship. He had a relationship that you can't get just by looking at those Ten Commandments he brought down off the mountain. You can study those Ten Commandments forever. You're not going to know how to talk to the Most High just based on that. But now if you did like Adam and walk with him in the cool of the day, then you already know what he requires. You already know why this, why that. But if you don't, you're going to need all these ordinances. And this is for the lawless. This is the people we call the lawless because they don't have a relationship. But go ahead. Well, herein is what I said before in some respect. Consider this for a minute. The one who commits the offense, or say, for instance, if somebody were to drop a giant weight on your foot that you had to have it amputated, you know, let's just say keep from, let's just say, being infected or uh, just even have the opportunity to continue to survive because of a huge wound in your foot and it had to be amputated just for you to live or else it was going to become infected and just you wouldn't even be able to, let's just say, even continue to survive. But, you know, something's constantly lost. Your foot was lost. Can the, somebody who dropped that giant weight or axe or whatever on your foot tell you what your foot is worth to you? I don't think so. What I'm saying about a lot, I think with regard to recovery of a conscience is what I'm saying is that man oftentimes presumes unto himself that he knows Let's just say how to heal the relationship between himself and his creator after his own conscience. Where I see that scripture when it says salvation is not of works as any man should boast, that means that's not according to human conscience and not according to the conversation of man, not according to whatever it is, the divided conscience of men that keeps us from being one. It's according to what the Father has foreordained, as you find that up in Ephesians. It talks about what he has foreordained. It's a foreordained conscience that we are all to agree with. Ancient Israel, when they talk oftentimes about salvation, Many times, some, there's a lot of the ancient texts that talk about the context of being, if you will, brought unto Abraham's bosom. Okay, what does that mean to be under Abraham's bosom? Abraham was, it was not promised he was going to have a bunch of baby kids. Abraham was promised that ultimately he was going to have a lot of children, that the Creator was going to guide like he guided him. That's part of the promise. So what I'm saying here is that I see 
a lot of presumptuousness on our part. We want to call ourselves righteous according to our own conscience. What about the scripture that says, uh, when it plays out about you, they who wait for the most high should renew their strength. How about well, hold, on, renew hold, on, hold, on. hold on, hold on, my brother. Hold on, because I want to make sure I'm with you. You know, you're saying a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure you. Were you hearing presumption on the part of what his righteousness is? Let's look at it this way. I don't have the same definition of righteousness perhaps many others do. I look at righteousness as being whether or not we are true to the creator and have a desire for all that is the will of the creator, even having a revelation from the creator to be guided unto the full fruition of all those things which he has portended for us as being unto his name, unto the potential for which he was created for eternity. Hold on a second. Hold on. You see how long that was? You just said exactly what I said. You got to be very okay. careful. We're not. You said exactly what I said. You just gave a long version. But you're saying exactly what I've said. I've said that righteousness basically is a person that walks with the Most High. You just okay. define well, what that would mean. Hold on. Hold on. You just define what that would mean if you walk with the Most High. Are we sure that we walk with Him according to every aspect of His being and plan? I didn't say, hold on. I didn't say we. Listen, listen, what I did not say. I did not say we walk. I did not say we are walking, we're righteous. I did not say that. I said. A righteous man is a man that has a relationship with the Most High. That's going to mean a whole lot of things. Okay. Well, how about including, the concept of Hold on, hold on, hold on, including all that you just said. Okay. Let me just say what, this. Let me just say this. I'm listening to the, you. Okay. I'm listening to what about, you. What about the concept of going sure. through? Hold on one second, one second, one second, my brother. One second. <laughs> I just want to make sure, because there's a whole lot of time, especially in this Hebrew community where we're learning things, and we're conversing, and oftentimes I see this happen a lot where people are saying the exact same thing. Now, we've been talking for about seven minutes now on this, and I'm not sure you have said one word that I disagree with. And we got to okay. be very careful. Hold on. We got to be very careful. Now, either you need to be a little bit more crystal clear as far as maybe saying exactly what I said, that maybe not, and, this, and disagreement is good to some degree because we learn that way. We, we have to talk about our differences. But I'm saying I don't quite see the difference. Okay. So either, I, you want to say if you want to say if you want to say, brother, I support what you're saying, blah 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 blah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we can move on. If you say, brother, you know what you said, this, and I'm, I'm not real sure what you meant, but I I, I, list, I defer from that and that. Then we can see clearly what you're saying, but you're doing a whole lot of talking, and I'm not real sure that I disagree with you. Okay. Can, let me see if I can explain something then. Remember, the scripture says the word of Yah is going to be line upon line, precept upon precept. I think oftentimes where we wind up differing is that we don't look deeply enough into the ramifications or the implications. 
that are contained in the word of the Creator who does nothing without reason, and everything that he says is based upon all else that he knows to be true. A lot of times we don't look that deeply enough, and we wind up in some respects not having the same solid foundation, and it causes us in many respects not to comprehend or reason fully enough together. So maybe that's part of what I'm getting at here. But what I was saying in the long and short of it is this. Are we sure that we comprehend all as a community of quote-unquote believers? Are we sure that we understand what culminative event and what culminating ideal is going to cause us all to believe the law and the prophets according to all that it meant when it was declared from the beginning together as one? In other words, something is going to have to make us one one day. And whatever that is, there's no question about it. Since the scripture says you're going to have one shepherd, it means that a lot of the partialities that we uphold today are going to have to be in some respect humbled or shown where there is a lacking in our reasoning. Like when that scripture talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians, it says, let us all speak the same thing. No divisions among us. If there's strife and divisions among us, we still in some respect compelled by something or constrained by something worldly. Okay, so what did the apostle say in that regard? He said, the most high knows that the thoughts of men are vain. If any man consider himself wise in this world, let him consider himself a fool that he may become wise. In other words, if we consider ourselves wise and in some respect we're still divided, we got some growing to do. If in some respect now, on, we cannot, brother, 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 let, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. I think, I think, what you're saying is it's almost like you're preaching. It's almost like, I mean, how can I say this? It's almost like um, you just have a lot on your heart to share with the with the with the family. And, and you're just doing that now, but as no. far as the comment, I don't, I don't see you. You're not saying you support it, but I think you support what I'm saying. You, it almost sounds like you want to say you disagree, but I'm sure anybody listening right now is scratching their head saying, I don't, I don't see where I disagree with him at, where he disagrees well, with him. What I'm saying, I think there's another dimension. Remember, the apostle said, "I know nothing in which I'm guilty." Oh, this is saying, I don't know what my conscience might feel to be wholly true. So therefore, let us not judge before the time or call ourselves, you know, complete or whole before the time. To ultimately, when Messiah comes, reveal whatever it is we fall short or whatever we need, whatever is lacking, or let's just say puts out whatever needs to be removed. And then we all know how to praise him as one. I think we need to be seeking diligently rather than, let's just say, seeking diligently to arrive again or be prepared to be Recruit them to that one point again, more than we're oftentimes seeing where we are, or declaring ourselves, let's just say, sufficient before the time. Okay, well, listen, what's your name again, my brother? My name is Adam Yow. Okay, you, Adam Yow. Okay, I see you. You're, you're the uh, brother in the chair room there, okay? Well, listen. Yes. I I, uh, I think I got an email by you, a couple of emails by you, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We got, that's what I'm saying. We got a lot of work to do, man. You, like, you talk like me. You're talking long phrases. As a matter of fact, I think you're talking longer phrases than I do. And that's a good thing. You're very uh, articulate. You're very detailed. 
and I can appreciate that. We need all types. You know, everybody's not simple. We've got some scholars among us, and, and I can appreciate what you're bringing to the table. I'm telling you, you're sharing, and I'm listening, and I'm like, this brother, I just, I agree with that. I agree with that. I can see that you're right. That's scripture. That's scripture. That's scripture. That's right. That's what the Most High is saying. So at this point, I want to go ahead with some of the things I was want to bring, some other things I was bring. If you get more light, I want you to press 1 on your phone where I can bring you back on. But right now, man, I just I don't want to get off where the most I feel was taking us with this whole thing. I think what you're saying is well taken, well taken, points well taken, all right? I cannot see one thing you said out of order, out of line. I do think it's a, there are different levels on this. I really believe that. But I just well, know, I know this. I, I just know this, um, uh, my brother. It's very simple. We need to not make it complicated. It's very simple. We need a relationship with the Most High. And he is, and he can be as simple to where a child can walk with him. And he can be as complicated to where an old man could be confused. I mean, he is the Most High. And so I guess what I'm saying is I hear you. I receive you. I think anybody listening you know this brother has something to say. And, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to, to, I think without you saying it, we're on the same page. You know, I think you might see it a little deeper. You may see some things I don't see. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll humble myself. You may see some things I don't see. But if people would just simply pursue the most high, I guarantee you whatever you're trying to say, they will arrive. They will arrive if they would just pursue the most high, not churches, not religion, not self-gratification, but just the most high and his laws and precepts. They're going to get to where we're trying to be. Beyond the obstacles, they'll be able to do it. I'm sorry? I'm just saying we got to see beyond all the obstacles to be able to do it. We call him the most high. Remember that. We call him the supreme. So what I'm saying is this, is that what has caused us not to see what a true covenant is, is all the, let's just say, allegiances we have to lesser gods. Because if you're going to repair the covenant, let me tell you something. Every, every, everywhere that men have upheld some partial or in some respect corrupted ideal, every single one of them has been our divisions. And those obstacles have to be removed. And I believe without question or shadow of a doubt, and in fact I'm a living witness, I know that the Creator absolutely can take us from a very, 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 let's just say blinded place into a very, very intent light very, very quickly when our hearts are open. Amen. Amen, my brother. Well, listen, how can anybody follow up that? How can I follow up what you just said? That sums up what I've been trying to say and what and what I'll say for the next 12 shows. So that's what it's really all about. I want to say your name properly. Ed, say it again, Ed Yam, Mia. Uh, part of my first name, Ed, middle name, Emya. Emya. Okay. Ed, Emya. Ed, it has, yes, it does have Hebrew meaning. Nobody in the family knew it, but it was one of those things that, uh, I should say, parents were told to call me. Emya. You can't see that looking at your name. It's Y-M-I-A. Y-E-I-M-Y-E-I-M-Y-A. 
Emyah, Brother Emyah. Well, Brother Emyah, uh, I'm glad we finally uh, got a chance to talk, even though it's on the air. And, and uh, I will definitely uh, be communicating with you. I think you have something. And uh, I'm not in any way uh, bothered by your lengthy presentation. I think it's needed. Every we, we need all types. Everybody can't just be as simple. But I think in the long run, you're saying exactly what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you for now. If you have a comment, again, a question, a little later on, press 1 again, and I'll open back up the line. You're going to have to press 1 now because right now your hand is up. And, okay. Uh, once I put you, once I mute you, just press you. No, not now. Once I mute you, once I mute you, press 1. And then later on, again, if you have a comment, okay? Not not now though, not now, not now. When I meet you, and right about, I uh, just muted you, so okay. You can go ahead and press one now. Press one now. There you go. Try it again. Cause it looks like your hand is up. There you go. Okay, all right, we all set. Uh, brother M, y'all, everybody. So y'all know that when this brother comes, he has something to say on a different level. So, uh, you know, that was just another caller that basically pretty much said what I was saying, but on another level, okay? Folks, either way you cut it, the most high is never, ever interested in a people just for the sake of the name, just for the sake of them being Israel, just for the sake of them being one of Abraham's children. He did promise that he would bless Abraham's children and all the nations of the world would be blessed by this little nation called Israel that would one day be like the stars, and that is is exactly what happened. But the Most High wanted Israel to do just what Abraham did, pursue him, pursue him. I want to ask you a question today and myself along with you. Do you pursue the Most High? Is he number one in your life? Or is the law number one in your life? Do you worship the law? Some people think that that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. But the law itself can be an idol. The law itself can be an idol. The law the law, the, the rules, the ordinances. I, not, I know so many people, too many, that live by the law in such a way you have to question, do they worship the very law? They are scholars of the law, but they can't tell you what the most high desire is for their own life. They're scholars of the law, but they don't benefit from keeping these laws. They're scholars of the law. They love going into the ins and outs of the law. But everybody in town know them because of their bad fruit. Can't trust them. They have no fruit. Not homes is a shipwreck, marriage is a shipwreck, they're not happy in life, but they're 
scholars of the law. So who do they really worship? I'm not talking about no certain one people. I'm talking about through my, my life, going in and out of these different denominations. I've seen people that make the law, and they and now it's the Hebrew Israelite community. You know, just when the Most High is trying to do something wonderful by revealing, and he is revealing who the natural biological descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is, long come these people that try to make this movement legalistic, and they try to make a bunch of laws to trap us. I'm telling you. And again, I'm, not, I'm talking about a lifetime. It started in the Pentecostal churches when I was raised that way. You know, they would take the law of a woman can't wear, a man can't wear, a woman can't wear nothing pertaining to a man. They try to take these different laws and put people in bondage. One, one while we didn't know how to praise the Most High. Our praise was in bondage. Our dressing was in bondage the way we dress, the way we behave in church. We couldn't even worship because we didn't know that was in bondage. Everything about our life was bondage, 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 all because we're trying to follow some laws. And guess what? Most of those people didn't have a harmonious relationship with the Most High. Most of them weren't happy with who he was. Most of them didn't even know him. Religion, minus the most high, is the number one problem in the world. If you're religious and you don't have a relationship with the most high, you are dangerous. You are one of the biggest problems in the world if you're religious, which means you're doing all the things that they do in churches, in mosques, in synagogues, but your heart is far from the Creator. You, my friend, are dangerous. And it's probably very hard to talk to you, my sister, my brother, because you feel like you know it all. Look at a lot of these pastors, preachers. You can't reach a lot of these folks. And I'm not just talking about pastors, preachers. I'm talking about laboring people too. Talking about the spiritual Jew today, the spiritual Jew. Let me tell you what I mean by this. Let's just go ahead and read the scripture. Verse 220, uh, Romans 2 and 25. Romans 2 and 25. Going to bring a little clarity to what I've been saying. As a matter of fact, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to back this thing up all the way to Romans uh, 2 and uh, we'll read all 29 verses. How about that? Therefore, Thou art inexcusable, old man, whosoever thou art that judges, for when wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges, for thou that judges, doest thou the same thing? But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth 
against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this old man that judges them which do such things, and thou do the same thing, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God or the Most High? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing this, that the goodness of the Most High leads his soul to repentance? Romans 2 and 5. But after thou hardness and impenitence heart, treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteousness judgment of the Most High. We'll read that again. But after thy hardness and impenitence heart, treasure up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of righteousness, judgment of God. Who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life? Let me read that again. To them who by impatient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, Eternal life. Verse 8. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also the Gentiles. Verse 10. Y'all have to bear with me. I'm reading on the strong thing, have all these numbers in between the letters, and it's kind of hard to read. But Romans 2 and 10. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. That's deep. Watch this. You, did y'all hear that where it says, For as many as have sinned without the law shall perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. There is a scripture that talks about those, and I'm, I'm not reading right now, but I'm saying there is a scripture that actually talks about people that have never had the law that's going to make it. That's going to be a part of the righteous Because they obey by their conscience Hopefully We'll read that if we get time today Romans 2.13 For not the hearers of the law Are just before God But the doers of the law Shall be justified But when the Gentiles Which have not the law Do by nature the things Contained in the law these having not the law are law unto themselves. That's exactly what I was trying to say. I didn't realize it was the next few verses. I'm going to say it again. Here we go, Romans 2.14. Check this out, people. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, that means they don't have it, they don't know nothing about our, our creator, they're just ignorant. Some of them were just that. But when the Gentiles, which 
have not the law, do by nature, by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves. It's basically saying here, folks, it ain't basically saying here that you can know the law by just the nature. Well, listen to this. For the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law. This is what I mean by the spiritual Jew. Paul is going to say here in verse 29, but we're working our way down through it. But here, here is some Gentiles that don't know nothing about the Most High, Yahweh, Yahweh, all different names y'all go by. They, by nature, doing things contained inside of the law. So this is what I mean by you can walk with the Most High and be keeping these laws just by knowing who he is and what he requires. The law is for the lawless. Some of y'all don't like that because you are in love with the law. Or you worship the law over the giver of the law. I'm going to tell you, worshiping the law is as much as idolatry as worshiping money. You're just going to sound better than those other people because you're quoting the law. But we wasn't made to have a relationship with the law. We were made to have a relationship with the lawgiver. And I question a lot of people's relationship. Not that I can question anybody, but I'm just saying question yourself, I guess I should say. Do you have a relationship with the most high that gives the law? Or do you have a relationship with the law? Again, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by the nature, do by nature, do by nature, the things contained in the law, these having not the law, are a law unto themselves. And that's actually not the scripture I was talking about. The scripture I was talking about talks about how when they go when they go to be judged, that these people will be, you know, they have obeyed by their heart, okay? But we'll get to that if we get a chance to it today. 2.15, Romans 2.15, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. This is so good. Listen to this, folks. Here is the people, the Gentiles, that don't have no law. And by nature, they're actually keeping what we, what Israel had as their sacred law. These were Gentiles across the waters or across the plains or across the mountains or wherever, keeping the same law by nature. Somebody said, well, everybody hadn't heard about Christ. They haven't been preached the gospel to. Maybe not but they still can have the law by nature. And Bible says right here in verse 215, it will be, their hearts will be excusing them if they obey this law. Or, listen, let's read it again. This is deep. This is deep. All these people trying to press the law, the law, the law, the law. Here's some folks that can live righteous and not even hear nothing you're saying. It's so on on Facebook. There's a lot of conversations about this. But anyway, I'm going to go back to the thing of 
214 and reads all together with two and uh, two fourteen and 15. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the works of the law written in their heart, their conscience also bearing witness, their conscience also bearing witness. Well, they ain't never heard about the Messiah, their conscience also bearing witness. Well, they never seen no books of the Bible, so they damn to go to hell. Their conscience also bearing witness. Well, they don't have TV in the remote parts of Africa, so there's no way they can know what the Most High requires. Their conscience also bearing witness. Well, they ain't never had no missionaries to go that far deep into Africa. Their conscience also bearing witness. And their thoughts. The meanwhile accusing, the thoughts is going to accuse them. You wrong. Or else excusing one another. That was right. You did the right thing. This is what the Gentiles have that do not even know about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you really know what the law is all about? Again, the law is for the lawless. Because these people right here had it written on their heart. But if you don't know the most how you're not walking with them, you can't hear nothing, you can't hear your conscience, then you need to wrote down on paper. You need the law. Because you are the lawless. You, you can't hear so there is a purpose for the law. Paul said, I was without the law one. I won't get into that. We'll stay focused. Verse 16, in the day when the Most High shall judge the secrets of man by Christ, according to the gospel. Verse 17, behold, thou art called a Jew. Here we go to what my point was all about. Watch me, stay focused, stay focused, stay focused, everybody. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resteth in the law, and makest thou boast of the Most High. You boast that you belong to the Most High. We're God's people. Verse 18. And knoweth his will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. Again, you're being instructed out of the law. So you're boasting that you know the listen. It says you make it your boast and knoweth his will and approve it to things that are more excellent than being being instructed out of the law. You're boasting on how you are how knowledge you are of the law. Verse nineteen. And art confident that thou thyself Art a God of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness. This is exactly where a lot of us are right now. We feel like we have arrived. An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. He's still talking about you. He said you are an instructor. You feel like you are an instructor of the foolish. You feel like you are a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law, in the law, in the law. You are you are a bad boy or girl in the law. 
Thou therefore which teaches another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, doest thou steal? Watch me, folks. I'm about to go crazy here. Thou that saith a man should not commit adultery, doest thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorreth idols, doest thou commit sacrilege? Another form of idolatry. Thou that makest thou boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonest thou the Most High. Let me say it again. Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking of the law, dishonest the Most High. That's what you're doing, folks. Some of y'all. For the name of the Most High is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written, verse 25, for circumcision, circum, circumcision, verily profited if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Even though you're circumcising of the flesh, cutting the foreskin, it's like you are made like everybody else who's not circumcised if you don't have it in your heart. In other words, you can be circumcised, have your male circumcised, you know, as Israel done. But if the heart wasn't in it, there are young men, this the circumcision that you go through. I'm not I'm talking about a person that's going to be circumcised. Even though the Most High required Israel's men to be circumcised, what it's saying here. It says, therefore, if the circumcision, I mean, I'm sorry, verse 25, for circumcision verily profited if thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, the circumcision is made uncircumcision, uncircumcision. In other words, you can go through the natural process, but if your heart ain't right, it's as though you're still uncircumcised. Verse 26. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, the person that's uncircumcised, which is a person that ain't been touched at all by a knife, keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? I just messed up half of y'all's theology right there. Because some of y'all are so stuck on the physical law, you just can't never... That scripture right there, I guarantee you, I hopefully it didn't bother you. Hopefully, let's just go there. Hopefully it didn't bother you. Hopefully y'all can say, you know what, that's not my weakness or most high bless me to have that area, you know. But listen to this, folks. <laughs> it's saying here that people that are not uncircumcised, something that all Israelites were supposed to do, so that means they're going to look different than Israel. But if their heart was right, they are counted as though they're uncircumcised. We're talking about the spiritual Jew today. The spiritual Jew. One that is a Jew from their heart, not the natural laws of what day you... We're talking about a spiritual Jew, a spiritual state. 
where you're pleasing the most high with your heart because you're and then in the flesh in the natural it looks like you're not. Now this person didn't get circumcised. So according to the natural way we look at things, we'll say, Oh, they are they are they're wicked, they're not even circumcised. But the most high is saying that when their heart pleases him, they are circumcised. Even though they're not circumcised. <sighs> Now, that right there got me going. That right there is what I'm talking about. That right there is what I'm talking about, folks. A person. I know some of y'all saying, Brother said you really. I'm saying this because we get so many people. We have to, I see so many people on Facebook and YouTube and just in life and on in churches and everywhere you find people. They are really bent on this law. It's just law, 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 law. And you can, you know within your heart of hearts that you don't feel no spirit about them. They just straight up textbook, black and white. You know, as, they, as the scripture said, uh, uh, the, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. The letter, the law, kill it, just a raw law, it kills it, but the spirit, it's all about the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. So many people lack this spirit. They're all on the law, the law, the law, the law, the law, the law, you know, oracles, oracles, laws, laws, stand here, stand here, hold this, wear that, observe this day, that day. they stuck on that, and they don't understand no spirit. So when I say something like the Shabbat, it's not the holiest day of the week. They look at me like I'm crazy. But how can one day be more holy than another day if, if you give the most high 100% of, just to say if. I know it's a big if. Some of y'all fall from it, and, and I'm not saying I'm close. I'm just saying if if we're able to give the most high 100% of every, all that we are every single day, which day would be the holiest? A day is just time. He required Israel to keep their Shabbat because they didn't, have time for him. So he said, okay, keep this day. But he never, ever wanted just one day. Why would he? I mean, how much sense does it make you give the most high one or more on one day than you do another day? It just don't make no kind of spiritual sense to me, and I'm sure you either. The day was made holy because they sacrificed and they gave themselves to the most high on that day. We make the day holy. The day ain't holy all by itself. But I know people that actually think that the Shabbat all by itself is something sacred about that day. Only thing that makes it sacred is you and me. So the Gentiles don't even know nothing about the day. And they can please the most high. They don't even circumcise. But they can please the most high by following their consciousness. So when we see a lot of our brothers and sisters from the Orient, uh-oh, I'm getting in trouble with this one, and they are talking about a higher state of consciousness, and they're talking about following the conscious, following the conscious, we act like they ain't none of them going to make it. they all just hell-bound or bound for the lake of fire, I should say. But I don't know. It said, it said, Verse, we just read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says 
our conscience, the conscience of them, was excusing them or condemning them, their conscience, their conscience. And verse, this verse is the killer, the one we last read. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, they're talking about the righteousness. You've got to follow that. What they're saying, the righteousness that comes from the law. Shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, verse 27, and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter, and the, let me read back up, and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. And that was a slap in the face. One more time. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, some of these people are circumcised, if they fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision do transgress the law. Wow, if that ain't a that ain't the slap in the face scripture right there. Basically, if you know it says here, and shall not the uncircumcision, which is people that's not circumcised, which is by nature, so by nature, that's a natural thing. They're not circumcised by nature. But they did spiritually, by the heart, they was right, according to verse 26. If it fulfill the law, they're fulfilling the law because they're keeping their conscience. They're going by what is right by their conscience. Judge thee, who, talking about us, Israel, who by the letter, by the written law, and you being circumcised, you do transgress the law. It's saying it's judging us. It's making us look bad. We have the letter and we're circumcised, but our heart ain't right. So that's what I have to say to all my friends out there. You have the law, you have the letter, you bad boy, you bad girl, you know the law, and some of y'all are circumcised, okay? So physically you have the cut on your penis, I'm just being real, so you circumcised and you got the law. But here it says you transgress because these Gentiles, having not the law, if they follow their conscience, they are made righteous. I mean, if they follow... If they live righteous by their conscience, they're fulfilling what the law was all about. Oh, my goodness. Some of y'all, hopefully y'all getting it. This is good. I forgot about Romans, how good this good this gets me a while since I read this. Verse 28. For he is not a Jew. <laughs> this is the name of the, name of the program today. Talking about the spiritual Jew. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. One more time. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Uh oh. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Uh oh. 
uh-oh, for he is the Jew, which is one inwardly. So what it's saying is those people up there in verse 25, 26, 27, those Gentiles are Jews inwardly. Uh-oh, we're talking about the spiritual Jew today. They are the spiritual Jew in that they are fulfilling their righteousness that come by the law by following their conscience. We're talking about the spiritual Jew today, the spiritual Jew. Romans 2 and 29, for he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart. And circumcision is that of the heart, not of the penis. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. In the spirit and not in the letter. In the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men. Oh, you're so good in the law. Whose praise is not of men. Oh, you sharpen that law. That boy, he knows something. Whose praise is not of men. But the praise they get comes from the Most High. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. One more time, folks. Romans 2 and 28. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is he that is circumcision, and neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. One more time. Verse 228. Romans 228. For he is not a Jew which is worn outwardly. That's how my flesh. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Watch this. Verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, not the penis, that of the heart. In the spirit and not in the letter. The letter was just introduced to kind of get us to walk in the spirit, but just keeping the letter by itself, a lot of people didn't have their heart right. It was stand here, stand there, keep this day, keep that day, keep this feast day. It was all outward, outward, outward. So just because you keep the feast days don't make you righteous. Or that you send someone on the Shabbat not moving around much. Come on, people, it's a circumcision of the heart. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart. In the spirit and not in the letter Whose praise is not of man But of the most high I don't know what in the world y'all are thinking right about now But I'm telling you Somebody asked me in the middle of this Who are the Armenians? That's exactly what I'm talking about I don't mean no harm to you brother But that's exactly what I'm talking about now, we're talking about circumcision of the heart, getting into the heart of it, the heart of it. And somebody asked me, who are the Armenians? This is what I mean. We're going around here and we just learn this stuff. We're the scholars and we just, this is what I don't mean. And I don't have, I'm not the authority. I can't tell nobody off. I really can't. I'm a student myself. But, I mean, we're talking about something as serious as getting into the heart 
of who's following Most High by heart, by heart, by heart, by heart. We're finding out that it doesn't matter to be circumcised by the flesh. It doesn't matter what the days and all this, all these laws, these rituals, but it's a heart thing. Then the Most High goes on to say in the scriptures that the Gentiles who have not the law have the law written in their hearts. Do y'all understand what's being said? Because I'm telling you, this wave, this movement, the Most High have resurrected natural Israel. Now, Paul goes on to say in verses, that's Romans 9 we just read, but in Romans 10 he talks a little bit more about it, but then in Romans 11 it opens up and it says, So have the Most High forsaken his people. Watch this. i got to read this. He ain't trying to confuse you. That's, that's Romans 2. Rome, I mean, I'm sorry, i, I got to mix up. I'm thinking I'm reading Romans 9. Romans 2 I was just reading. But Romans 9 and 10, he, he, this conversation keeps going, the whole book of Romans, really. But when he gets to Romans 11 is when he says, So what then? Have the Most High forsaken his natural biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Basically, because of the spirit of you and because everything is now in the spirit, and that's what he's after, is he done with natural Israel? You would think he is based on what I just read. But it goes on to say he has not forsaken natural, outwardly natural Israel. But he goes on to say he's going to resurrect this nation. Identity-wise, people are going to know who they were. That's what the valley to drive on. But he goes on to say that he's only going to use a remnant of those people. And we know what that is, that remnant of natural bloodline, outwardly fleshly Israel that's going to be resurrected. The people he's going to be using is those that have at heart. That's what it's all about. Not folks running around trying to figure out. And don't get me wrong. There is a time we, we, don't, we want to talk about who the Armenians is, who this and who that. I'm not trying to knock that. I'm just like, how can you ask that right now? Are you listening to what we're talking about? I mean, folks, this is so, so, so. It's hit me in the face right about now. Mosiah is looking for people after his heart, the Abrahams of our day. Are you one of them? If you're not, why are you not? Do you hold business against the Most High? Are you upset with him because of something you feel like he did to you? What's blocking us from having that one-on-one, one-on-one hand-in-the-park stroll through the park with our Father? What's blocking us from dancing with our father? Folks, this is what it's all about. I'm telling you, all these debates, debates are good if you're trying to speak to most high's heart. If you do, if you do, whatever you do, if it's about trying to find the most high's heart, it's fine. You're fine. There's nothing I can do to you, for you. If the brother asked me earlier who are the Armenians, and he really, 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 really trying to find out for the sake of that it's going to help his relationship with the Most High, then you don't show Skippy. He should be asking who the Armenians is. But I just feel like while I'm on this particular message, it was just awkward. 
so maybe I shouldn't have came at him like that. But, I mean, we are, we're talking about the Gentiles being the spiritual Jews and being a, common, a part of the commonwealth of Israel, being a part of the commonwealth of Israel because of their heart. And you asking me, who are the Armenians? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is major, folks. I've been so blessed that nobody else has been. I've been. I know some of y'all have been. I just know it by some of the comments. And Anyway, the spiritual Jew. Always remember, it never was about Israel. Never, ever, ever was about Israel. Never, ever, ever was about Israel. Never was, ever was it just about natural, biological Israel. Uh, we got three minutes left, and um, I'm gonna let's do this. I'm gonna get, ask the brother seven one three eight nine four to make his comment very briefly. I don't want to ignore anybody. He does have his hand up one more time. My brother, you're on the air, but I want you to make a comment or a question very brief. Go right ahead. Did you have a comment Hello? or question, Eric? Seven one three eight nine four. You had a question or comment? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, like I said, you were talking about the idea about keeping the law, and I often talk about the concept of keeping the law by faith. And to me, the idea about keeping the law by faith of growing in grace is realizing that the Creator has an ultimate intention that He all wants us to see to be able to cooperate in together. And that means that since it's His vision and His plan, we're going to have to ask Him what all is necessary that when He heals this world under that beauty, that we're able to preserve it. And at that point in time, again, that's going to take something much more than something written on a printed page. That's going to take a direct relationship and even a direct thought transmission that reveals his vision beyond our divisions. You know what? That was a good point. That was a good point. Uh, yeah. But then, yeah. So let me do this. I just was told we got 60 seconds. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, hopefully everybody got that. That was a very good Good observation. I apologize, but I just didn't realize there's this much time left. So we got like 15 seconds. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully y'all took what Brother M. Y'all just said, because that was not a small gesture. He just said that was pretty strong. And Brother M. Y'all didn't mean to cut you off there, but we got like no seconds, no time. I got like 10 seconds. So I want to thank everybody for talking about Five Smooth Stone. Please follow us, Brother M. Y'all, everybody else. Please follow the program. We're going to hear from you more, my brother, in the future. Please, please, please follow uh, Five Smooth Stone where we can uh, correspond with each other, okay? I'm going to go out with a song that I think is very fitting for what we're talking about. And um, just know that this brother loves you, and there's nothing in my heart um, other than love for the brethren, okay? Here we go. I want it all back. Come on!
Shalom. My name is Kingdom. I am a website designer, and I want to thank you for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio. If you need a website for your business, your ministry, or just personal, you can go to practicalwebsolution.com. That is practicalwebsolution with no S dot com. Or you can call me for a free consultation at nine five four three seven two seven four six nine. That is nine five four three seven two seven four six nine. And I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio, where the truth of the biblical Hebrews are being brought forth during these last days, where Israel, the Israelites of the Bible, are awakening from amnesia to its true identity. The Hebrews of the Bible which are called the Israelites, or so-called modern-day Negroes, all the large tribes of Israel, which are scattered all over this planet. Come down by the set on a weekly basis right here, right here on Block Talk Radio, as we embark on a challenging journey to assemble the large tribe of Israel, God's chosen people. Yes, the Israelites are God's chosen people. And we are going to go back to our land. There will never be peace in the Middle East till God's chosen people are back in the land. Shalom, shalom. So true, so true. Again, folks, you've been listening to a pre-recorded message. Hope you enjoyed that pre-recorded, very popular show that blessed many. Good night. Love every single one of y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it.